Welcome to the Wild West for another week. Here we Glenn and Steve. Yes. What another week? It's like every week is the same though these days, is it not? It does. They just roll into one. It's like, uh, no, there's no toilet paper still. No. Um, don't know why. There's still no toilet paper. Um, why is there no toilet paper still, Steve? Yeah, it's getting really bad in the shops at the moment. No fruit as well. Yeah, like, I can't, like, it's usually the end of mango season, and I get really sad by this normally. I'm very <laughs> tragic by this situation. Hot, like, hot cross bun season starts, so I kind of get a bit excited about that. Like, at least a transition to a better, better time than mandarin season starts. More happier time. Glenn's diet, diet program. Uh, <laughs> Is that how you do it? I'm a seasonal shopper. Change Steve. of the season. Change, change of the Blueberries diet. are cheap and gone blueberries. I'm not going to buy blueberries at $10 a punnet. Look, no way. A couple of bucks, I'm in. Jeez. Well, I saw the other day cheese was like $10 or something. $10. Yeah, you know how you can get like the three types of cheeses in the packets? Yeah. If you want to make pizza or like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't mean just like the block of cheese. That's say, tell us the block of cheese. Steve. What cheese are you buying? You're buying the good stuff. Gold cheese. Gold cheese. Gold. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, I flipped it. I'm like, oh, $10 for the cheese. I'm bloody hell. I know, meat. Meat is like everyone's going vegetarian, I hear. Yeah, couldn't get chicken either. The right. chickens are happy about that, though, apparently. There's a lot of happy chickens in town right now. Not the major chicken chain, though. The chicken chain, not. Um, yes, uh, yes. They're not um, making any money, those poor chicken chains. No, no, exactly. It's, um, yeah, as you were saying, the, the weeks just seem to be rolling into one. I was thinking, what happened this week? Didn't, I couldn't, couldn't think of it. the same thing. Uh, the tests, the cases are out of control. Rat uh, testers. Rat are, testers. There's still no rat yeah. testers. I had to laugh. I was at the supermarket there last night. I'm waiting for my COVID alert case because I'm, I'm sure it's bound to happen. I'm like, I count down the time till I get an alert. Yeah. But, um, for the five minutes I was in there, there's going to be a case. But uh, mm-hmm. they had the sign up saying we had no rat tests. And I thought, does anyone actually bother trying to get them anymore? No, because they know that. I don't, I don't even bother trying. Once I heard that no, there was no none in stock and everyone going mental, I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time. No, you wouldn't even have to bother, right? You, just, you, wish, you know there's not going to be any. I'm just going to try not to get COVID. That's what... <laughs> That's a bit hard when everywhere you go, you always get the ping saying, oh, there's a case near you, there's a case near you. Case everywhere. <laughs> I look at people on the street now and just go. Yeah, exactly. Don't Especially if they're not wearing their masks. And people don't wear their masks. They still don't. I, I have mine with me. Yes, I do. <laughs> but even amazing, like you even see people, like they don't seem to understand what indoors is. Mm. It's one one problem. No, well, that's it. I went into a shop the other day and then no one was wearing a mask. I think it was anyone wearing a mask. I even said to the cashier, I said, am I the only one wearing a mask in here? They're like, yep. <laughs> Like, these people are idiots. Well, this is why it spreads. And that's it. Unless people get told they have to do it or it's compulsory or they're going to get a fine, they don't. They kind of don't take it serious. It's personal responsibility, Steve. Personal responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Everyone's and we've seen it. how that works. We did. <laughs> and we have no toilet paper left. No, that's it. But I think it's also good to see that people are taking it into their own hands, you know, doing their own thing, staying home. It's, it's quite ironic. I actually thought about this the other day going, wonder if the original hard lockdown we had when we had... you remember those days when we had a couple of mm. hundred cases? Maybe you got to a thousand or something. And they shut down everything. And we shut down everything. <laughs> a lot of that was very over the top. And maybe that they could have went maybe a little bit lighter touch on mm. things then and maybe been a bit tougher now. And I think the problem now is is that the, no one has any appetite for it. Like no. people are, some people are just not going to care. Like it's just... It is what it is. It is what it is. You get it. You get it. They'll do the symptoms, right? Yeah. Hopefully they don't die. But. And, and the other thing they've got is like, now I've got it, so now, I've, now it's kind of like having my own booster shot, and mm. then, 
who knows? And the good news, booster shots brought forward as well. I'm, I'm, yeah, I three kind months of, I heard. Three months. Yeah, then yeah. I was actually booking my appointment for the booster shot, and you guess what happened? I, I listened to the news report on the TV, and it's like, yeah. oh, not till Monday. I'm like, I always booked one on a Friday. <laughs> so, oh. Did you cancel it? You just... I then decided not to do the Friday and on the Monday instead. I went, I was so close to getting, I had the appointment time set. Yeah, and I, I, I literally was about to press send, and I was like, oh, really? I missed <laughs> that bit of the announcement. Obviously, it can't start on Friday. It has good. to start on the Monday, because then it's, I don't. It just, makes sense, because I'll, yeah, the weekend. It does make me a bit unnervous, though, is to get my booster shot earlier. But then again, you have to weigh up the mm. increases in cases versus the well, effectiveness true. of a booster oh, shot. Yeah. Also, how much, are you traveling a lot? Are you out and about? You know, Not really. Where can, you, immediately? where can you go? What can you do? Well, that's it. Well, in saying that, what's really open and what's happening? <laughs> yeah. There's not many big events on. There's no... <laughs> no, events are slowing down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a weird time. Mm, it is. I don't know. It's getting much weirder, though, on the other side of Australia from New South Wales. Um, what happened? There's another, part of the, there's another part of Australia I haven't heard of? Other, other, there are other states. <laughs> but this state I don't think I've heard of, Steve. Tell me about this faraway planet it's far away called planet. No COVID. By McGowan's land. Uh, <laughs> still shutting down his border. Doesn't want to open it up to other states out here. May, June, July. Uh, never, I think, is pretty much on the cards. No, he's, he's holding his state, like, Closed, right? He doesn't want to open it to anybody else. I kind of get him, though. Do, do, you, do, you, do you agree or do you kind of see? I don't know. I assume his case would have already had cases. Uh, his state would have had cases already. But do you think he's got a point that is it better? Like, should he open now that everyone's got... Because his, his argument yesterday was he increased the mm. triple-dose vaccination rate has to be at 90% before he opens the border. So he's now putting the booster shot into the rule, oh, wow. which basically means the way they get boosters over there. Cause yeah. It's, it's weird to be. It's probably one of the few places left on the planet hmm. that haven't had COVID. I don't know. I don't believe to, no, that. To, to a great extent, of an outbreak out of control. They've had cases in isolation. Yeah. They've been able to contain it. They've not had Omicron, which is probably... I can't think of any other places hmm. that haven't had that. Like Japan kept it up for a while. Now they've yeah. got it um, rising quite quickly. But... Hmm. I don't know. Wow. It's hard to believe. Would you not want... If you're, Would you think they should open the border? Well, it's easy for me to say that. Yeah, I think they should. <laughs> I, 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 I see his argument, though. I kind of feel like if you're living to a land where you've had no lockdowns, apart from a very short one at the start yeah. of the crisis, you want to protect that, I guess, for the majority of your citizens. But then you've got people that plan to move into Western Australia, reunite with family. Like, the policy has a real downside. It's absolutely cruel and mm. big parts of society. They can't see family or friends or I know, but it's go on still... a holiday. <laughs> That is true, but it still seems like the place to be. Uh, a lot of my coworkers have moved out that way. Really? They have, How did yeah. they get in? They they got in work exemption, I guess. I don't know. They've. I think this time he's loosened the exemption slightly, yes. so it's a bit <laughs> of more humanitarian. I know. It's to it. Every but. time I talk to a coworker, they've moved out that way. But does nobody? You're not getting interviews with Penrith. <laughs> I really don't know. Like, does anyone live in New South Wales anymore? <laughs> well, last this week said that 25% of their workforce mm. has left. Two hours within Sydney. Yeah. People are move, either moving out to a different state entirely. There is a whole bunch of Alaskan developers in country areas. And well, nice that's because they're not going back to the office, right? Alaskan, they can work wherever they like. That's it. Unlimited. You can work wherever you like. And then, for example, their CEO hasn't been in the office for a year. Has he ever been in the office? I think he's going back. He's basically got a nice place down the coast and he's just decided, Cannon, well... Cannon Brooks bought whatever he wanted. His basketball team is happy. He's got a nice big house. Why don't you go to the, the small little office? And they're going to get together. To, like, to get to, like, that's one exemption. That's probably the extreme of the yeah. situation. Hmm. But it's pretty radical. That's... It's a, well, as you said, it's a whole new world, right? This is, this is the new norm now. People don't need to go to an office. They, 
they have their meetings online. They, everything's what SharePoint and, and Dropbox and like all these other stuff. And, Shoot me now, but yes, <laughs> which is completely broken most of the time. <laughs> it's it's yeah. true though, right? This is the new like normal. People can work from anywhere. Yeah, and will people go back to the cities in any great numbers? There's still people going, but there's a parallel universe at the moment in the city. There is actually people going to work still. Is there? <laughs> yes, because some bosses are like, well, we need FaceTime and we need to see people. And... But is that because a lot of them still have, are paying off like officers and they have all this space? They're gonna have a reason to be like have a reason for an office space. So I think because it's also easier to work in person sometimes. Yeah. So some things you want to do. It's some... I do agree with that. It kind of depends the industry and what you're working in. Yeah, I think um, yeah, it just depends. Yeah. Like radical. A, a, a casual like admin job or something you can do from home or receptionist uh, can you do that recept- from home just have a little um, zoom meeting and then just say hello sir welcome to the yeah. XYZ welcome to the office. Let me, I'll let you in <laughs> you want a coffee well unfortunately that's going to be very hard because I'm going to make one for myself and you'll have to make one yourself too <laughs> you can watch me making one <laughs> we'll send it to you in a week's time and that's it right? like stuff like receptionist I guess we have to be there um, doctor surgeries you'd probably need someone there yeah um, it just depends. Easy for but us. But then your telehealth has changed doctor surgeries too, right? Well, that's it. It's so much better than waiting in the waiting room with all the other people that have got a cold and flu for an hour and a half. I don't know. I don't, I don't like telehealth because you've got to be there with the doctor in front of them, right? Yes. I think it depends what your, your problem is. Yeah. It's very hard to. I've got a broken arm. Exactly. Can you, can see you this? telehealth can you see it? This? Yeah. <laughs> like maybe in the metaverse they can solve that, Steve, possibly. I don't know. Oh, they're all over that. I hear there's a lot of companies trying to adapt to the metaverse already. What a- Shoot me now. <laughs> Give me a non fungible nonsense. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, but also Russia's um very like one of our favourite listeners. We always say good morning to Putin over in um, Russia. Putin, he, um, yeah. Comrade before, enjoys Before us. you invade, hear us out. <laughs> hear us out, exactly. Well he's he's not really interested in us though. He's really in the old empire coming back, the Ukraine, his favourite mate. It's true. And then Biden is saying, Oh, if you do it we can have a lot of sanction. We've already talked to the key partners, you know. Um He did make a slip up though on Thursday. Oh, he? he made a slip up. He said uh well, if you only do a small invasion, there will be less of a response. If it's a full invasion, there'll be a bigger response. Ah, why did he say that? I don't know, because <laughs> people went, well, shouldn't it be the same response either way? Isn't yeah. any evasion the, the same thing? But I kind of see why that makes sense, though, as well, because you wouldn't go, all, like, if it's, you know, mm. like, they've invaded before previously, right? They had, did, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, they've actually done it previously. They're probably the only mm. big country that has for a long time. Well, what so is, what would you not have a proportional response if you took over the whole country, wouldn't that be worse than taking over a couple of streets? I don't know. What does he consider a, a minor invasion? Well, what is... Yeah, exactly. You know, do you just take my front yard? Yeah, just one tank in... You just go take my backyard? <laughs> just on the swimming pool? Exactly. Yeah. You probably should have watched what he was saying there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very odd. So, we'll see what happens. But I still got a feeling that Biden will push it. I mean, uh, Putin will push it. Yeah, he has nothing to lose. No, exactly. What's the worst that can happen? What, what are these sanctions they speak of? Like, what's going what's gonna to happen? Literally, they're going to take them out of the banking system completely. So they're, they're talking about there's this, like, this getting very technical for Saturday morning breakfast, yes, please, but yes. um, the SWIFT banking system, right, for example, which yeah. basically runs all the international bank transfers between countries. Oh, really? So, like, for example, if you send the money from a bank in Australia to your SWIFT bank account, Steve. Oh, I didn't know I had one. There we go. That's what they all say, Steve. They never know they had one until, the until the tax man turns up and then all of a sudden I've got a SWIFT bank account. We know how you work, Steve. That's okay. <laughs> but... <laughs> Why do you fall from so easily? <laughs> but essentially, they're going to cut them off that from that system. So basically, to send bank transfers between banks, you won't be able to do it into a Russian bank and vice versa. Yeah. So they're pretty severe sanctions to then cut them off and make life for them incredibly difficult, similar to what they've done to countries like Iran, yeah. North Korea. Like, that's getting oh, that level of... Uh, yeah, which I don't think helps, though, to be honest. I think you can do mm-hmm. that. It actually impacts the people 
like that live in the country and well it does because it will affect more than just putin right yeah absolutely it's affect people yeah <laughs> it's which is a bit unfair they shouldn't be doing that to the like normal people that aren't getting involved with the you know politics yeah but it's the only tool they've got with that well i guess mm. like compared to going into um actual conflicts which mm. is another option they have that's not very popular. Which they don't, they don't want, really. They don't no. want to cause a war. No, and that and, and between a major power either. Mm. And obviously Russia will be playing a very smart game, getting along all other aggrieved countries. Like mm. they had a summit with Iran the other day. Oh, really? That's a bit dangerous. Just hanging out with the mates. So, yeah, America is in a bit of a difficult talking spot Talking about right COVID now. relief is my guess. Uh, I think they're talking about more other major issues around <laughs> the West is so annoying. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's a... That's bit a bit of a concern, really. Well, yeah, that's a bit worrying. Hopefully there's no more talks. And... Well, it could only be showmanship and then eventually they'll come to a deal because obviously they've kind of got an independence between Europe and Russia. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Hmm. I don't know. Ever since Biden comes in, there seems to be a lot of, like, back, back and forth between Russia now. Trump seemed to have him in line a little bit. Yeah, well, well where do we go from that? That's topic. I don't know. That's... Mm. Trump and Russia, where do you start, where do you end? What is even true and what is even false? I don't even know anymore. I don't know, I don't know. He's keeping quiet. Is he? He had his rally this week, his first rally Did for a long time. Rally? He had another COVID rally. I thought he cancelled his one recently. No, he had one recently. He's, he's on the way back, Steve, don't worry. Trust oh. me, 2024. All right, we'll see. Are you excited? Very excited. <laughs> 89.3. Welcome back to the Wild West here with Glenn and Steve. Um, you can listen back to this program, 893fm.com.au, thewildwest.com.au as well. Uh, things also happening, Glenn. Many things happening this week. Uh, it's been a... Uh, Very interesting. There was a volcano this week. That erupted oh, in top- wow. <laughs> and then there was warnings that there was going to be a tsunami hitting Australia. I was, at the, I was near the sea that day. And- Are you worried? <laughs> I was like, um, tsunami's very light on today, isn't it? Mm. Uh, it did, but it did cause great disruption. All the beaches were closed, which yep. meant anything not on a beach was very busy. No. Uh, insanely busy. Uh, well, that's it. And the last time beaches were closed was either there's like a, uh, a shark or there was COVID last time. That's right, yes. Now it's a tsunami. <laughs> and, and I guess it did impact currents and swells and mm. made it very dangerous conditions to be out. The surfers were all out, of course, obviously. So I say you are. Dangerous yes. conditions. Let's go out and surf. Uh, I was like, mm, okay, good idea. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but in Tonga, the, the reenactment of what happened. Very sad. Devastating. Absolutely. It even uh, disrupted their communications. They won't be communicating for weeks till no. the cable gets restored. They're actually no. offline from the rest of the world, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. It um, shut them offline and a lot of people panicked. A couple of deaths, from what I heard. There was a death toll. Yes, unfortunately, yes. and and the full extent probably still is to go because they're mm-hmm. still str- apparently in the country internal communication is okay, but the external ones are not. So a mm-hmm. lot of family in Australia and elsewhere are probably waiting for confirmation everything's okay and good. Yeah, absolutely, they have uh, no idea what's happening. Yeah, and then getting clean water because the ash cloud was mm-hmm. like the pictures of the ash cloud and like the reenactments of it. Well, yeah. Would be frightening. I don't think we've really understood the real full extent of what's happened here. No, no. We never do a volcano. Every time there's a volcano eruption, it's, oh, it's still surprising. It just doesn't happen that often, really, does it? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of the... They had big... one a couple of years ago when the people were on the boat. Yes. Do you remember? Was it, was it a couple of years ago? When those tourists were on the boat, do you remember? Oh, that right. Yes. The, oh, wow, that was one. Yeah, that was in New Zealand. That was in New Zealand. Yeah, it was in The one the mountain no one could name. That's right. Yes. <laughs> that, no, that one. Yeah, I know that one so well. Uh, 
not even going to go there, Steve. I'm not going to get myself into trouble there. But uh, mm. yeah, that was a, a surprise. And then one. the one now in Tonga as well. Then there was that one that closed down European airspace for about a week. Yeah. Which which seems like a week closing down airspace. <laughs> Big deal. What's that in hindsight? What's that compared to two years? <laughs> I remember that being a big deal at the time. Now you look back and you go, that was nothing. Yeah, exactly. That was, no. a, that was a mild inconvenience. Exactly. Now flight <laughs> companies are cancelling flights. And, and you can remember how stressed people were at the time about that. It was like, oh, my God, I can't get home for a week. Yeah. I'm going to get home for a year. People haven't seen two their family years. in two years. So. Oh, God, a week. God, what would we do for a week delay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can laugh at that now because you've been home for like nearly three years now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, very sad for the people in Tonga, though. Very sad. And, and, and mm. it's also quite, yeah. It's devastating the impact um, mentally and physically. And and the force of nature, too, the extent of it, the cloud that came out of it was just huge. Mm. Well, that's it. Did people know it was going to erupt anytime soon? Or I think it was a freak sense accident? That it, was a bit, it was a bit unexpected, I think. They weren't expecting mm. it to happen to that extent, I guess, particularly. I, I think it's always the sense that those dormant volcanoes at some point can yeah. just roar to life. Yeah. And that's the wonderment of the world that we live in. We kind of... Mm doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's... You're expecting it's going to happen, but you yeah. really don't know. Because there's no signs of when it's going to happen, right? I did hear about something, and this is interesting. They were talking about how they were going to try to predict, say, say earthquakes more often. Oh. And they're going to be looking at ways to do that by tracking with AI data and stuff like that. So there's a thought that they might be able to forecast these things to an extent. Okay. In the future, potentially, with science by using... Now, who would use science? I don't know. Clearly, uh... A scam if there ever was one, Steve. <laughs> a lot of people don't believe in the science. That's, I would imagine now if they found a way to predict an earthquake, people would probably sit in the street and say, yeah, it's all scientists, all wrong, I know better than you because I've got Facebook and Facebook says there's no earthquakes. There are a lot of people that do believe that, that Facebook is more... <laughs> I reckon they would start, you know... Oh, yes, I just... Yeah. I've talked to many people that believe what's coming out of Facebook than what's coming out of scientists, so... Or reality. Or doctors yeah. or the health medical professionals. I reckon people would say it's, it's sunny outside now, right? I believe it's sunny outside. I can see the sun. I can see some light coming out from the other side. I'm studio, sure people, so. if you post on Facebook, there's no sun, they would probably believe you. Oh, well, that's... And talking funny. about that, great segue into my other favourite mate, Craig Kelly. What's he done this time? Well, well, <laughs> well... Uh, guess what? Now, let, let, Parliament has lots of committees, right? Select committees. They select yes. members to sit on committees... And guess what committee he has been selected upon? Climate change. Oh, no, even better. <laughs> He's in the select committee on social media and online safety. Oh, <laughs> easy. Well, for, we laugh, but he was the one that didn't have his um, account cancelled when that whole thing happened, right? He was the whole <laughs> me- media last industry last for a couple of weeks uh, <laughs> until he got completely booted off the platform because they realised he was probably a bit of an issue. <laughs> so he was funny this week was also um, being able to... Um, cross-examine Google. Um, really? I can't wait till he gets to Facebook when he gets to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. What's so he going to cross-examine them about? Well, basically, they were called to the committee, and he's on the committee, so he's entitled to ask questions about it. And he was declaring that, obviously, Google standards deny people that have turn-up views and diverse opinions. Mm. Uh, and, <laughs> he, yeah. He does know diversity. Google so handled it as well as they could. Uh Wow, so when does he start his new position? He's already started. He's, he's already had a whole... Uh, oh, has he? Yeah. I'm yeah. very surprised because usually he'd be going on about this in the media. If this... No, he's had the whole parliament to have a stage for this week. Oh, he's, it's, wow. it's, it's really been the showdown of all showdowns, really. Okay. It's, uh, it really would have been incredibly amusing. Um, That's great. He's lo- he must be loving this. But why him of all people? 
How did he get his way into that? That is a good question as to how he ever got on there. I don't know how yeah. they do the process, but somehow he's, got, he's, he's weaseled his way on there. And uh, well, There you go. He somehow yeah. got in there. He asked many good questions, like who checks your fact-checkers? <laughs> so the fact-checker fact-checkers, obviously. <laughs> he's not eight. He's off to a good start. <laughs> he only got to do with Messer and he reminded everyone that his Facebook account has been removed. Uh, so, And he thinks he's got, I think, apparently the civic duty to do his job. He needs Facebook to do it. And I actually think to a point he's got a point there because one thing we've noticed from council elections recently, yes. particularly those with strong media profiles mm-hmm. get good votes. Hey, bring back Ned. Bring back Ned on Facebook. Hey, yeah. this is the thing. Profiles matter in this type of politics because if people can reach you and contact you, it's really important. So mm. these platforms do have the power to make it really hard for people to get elected if they're not allowed on the platform. That is true because they can reach the uh, larger audience. They can um, get content shared. Yeah. So I, we laugh, but he's actually he's kind of under something. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. But when he's just sprouting misinformation mm. and correct mm. information, do you, if it was my website, I wouldn't leave it and let him on there. No, no, definitely not. No. Would, would we let him on here? Oh, actually, then again, I think it would be hilarious. I'd let him on. <laughs> he won't want to stay, but hey. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but we'll give him a go. Fair give share. him a crack. Fair yeah, share. Fair Every, share yeah. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Even as crazy as it might be. Even as Craig Kelly or that other guy. What's his, there's another one that doesn't... Oh, uh, Christensen, right? He's the other well, one. Well, he's yeah. the one that got booted this week. Yes, he? he lost a position in one of his committees. So it's ironic he lost his position because apparently... I don't know why he actually... He resigned, actually, for some bizarrely odd reason. Yeah, I found it weird because the, the media were saying that, that he, he, he stepped down from the second position that he was only getting paid like $20,000 extra or 30000 or whatever. Yeah. One, I'm thinking, why is he getting paid that extra money? <laughs> Is it an entirely second job? No, so basically, this is the thing in Parliament. This is an interesting thing, actually. Yeah. Welcome to Saturday morning Parliament lessons, which I'm sure is going to bore the audience to tears. First it was finance, now it's politics. Yeah, that's it. God, let's, let's get some more exciting, boring topics, Steve. But essentially is that like yeah. they get their job to be an MP, and then essentially they have these extra committees they can join mm. that basically pay them an extra allowance for the extra work of doing the committee work. Right. So it's like an extra job. It's like, you know, when, you know, when you go, you're at work, Steve, and you get a special project. Mm-hmm. They get paid extra money for those special projects. That is, yeah, I guess for the time of the project. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Well, I don't do it at my job, but let's say they do, it's mm. part of my job. That seems to be the way it works. But if you're a politician, it works differently. They can actually get a little allowance for oh, that's ridiculous. actually doing their job anyway, but it's a yeah. special job because not everyone does it in the, in the, in the parliament. No, no, no. But and there's that many committees and so many things, I think everyone gets a Guernsey at some and point. Well, that's it. That doesn't really mean he stood down. He just stood down for that yeah. other job he was getting extra money for. But, but it, it's for the government. It's become really embarrassing because they've done this huge line on the Djokovic saga last week. Oh, we'll get into saying, that shortly. Like, like, you know, they're for this huge line about, you know, he's misinformation, got it wrong, vaccines are important, we're taking a tough line, vaccine, yeah. vaccine. And then this guy in your own party, well, he's not no longer part of the government. Mm. In the, the weasel words are basically, well, he's not a candidate at the next election. But he's still working But for we him, still right? need his vote quite now to get through Parliament for the next couple of weeks. So we're, <laughs> we're going to take his vote anyway. And I guess... Mm, Politics would indicate, well, what else would you do? And that's why I hate that. They they say, we're taking a stance, you know, we're taking it serious. Oh, but we still need their vote. <laughs> we still got crazes in our parties, so we've got to deal with those still. <laughs> Come on, guys, just a couple more months. Three, two more months. Because, <laughs> yeah, election's coming up, right? March, April, or somewhere around Well, there. I think the March one seems to be off the cards. I think they're going to hope more for... More April. Uh, April. Uh, May, I think, it appears to be. So Because May's the deadline? Well, May's the, the date that they're going to have to make sure they don't have to have a separate Senate and House election. Mm. So essentially, they don't want to have it over Easter, usually is the, the theory. They probably want to have the budget before beforehand, so really mm. at least a couple of weekends in May that are the likely mm. dates, unless GOMO's really brave and goes for um, 
February or March, but I don't think. Oh, February wouldn't that be interesting? Well, no, you can't go February now. It has to be March because basically yeah. the time has moved on. But so you'd have to go late March, and then you're in into April and yeah. Anzac Day stuff like that. So I, I, it looks like it's going to be in May sometime, and he has probably a huge task ahead of him to. I hear he's not doing well in the numbers. The numbers aren't looking good, but uh-huh. they weren't looking good for the last time before the election, and he pulled through. So, but now it's and he believes get... in God, so obviously that might give him another, another, <laughs> well, another, another crack. Hillsong. Hey. Hillsong this week got in trouble. Was it this week? Yeah, was it? That was, that was, that was, that was, that was, was it? I don't was it, it was last week. Were we talking about this? I don't remember. I can't recall. It was last week. But God bless them, we say. God bless them. God be with you. Claire. God be with you. Please <laughs> just stop singing and dancing. But if they you did get in it. trouble, and then Parate had to go and say, oh, you know, I'm very disappointed. They didn't break any rules, but I am very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did not understand personal responsibility. It's so hard to understand. No, really. <laughs> but back to Morrison, though, he does have a big task yeah, on his hand. He's task. not looking good. Because this time around, it's. While it, he wasn't. Last time around, it was a very. I don't think it was surprising that he won last time, to be honest. It was more likable than Albanese. People. Well, the last, well, I, here's, here's, here's the thing you didn't realise, Steve. Yeah. Last time it was Bill Shorten that was going for the job. I'm oh, sorry, Bill Shorten. You <laughs> even forgot who it was. That's why he lost, didn't even know That's his name. The problem. <laughs> point, point set and match. Okay, there we go. Um, what can we say? This is definitely very wild. Oh, my goodness. 89.3. 89.3. 89.3 is my little station. Welcome back to the program. You're with Glenn and Steve. Yes, you are. Oh, there's still a lot to talk about, surprisingly. There's a lot to talk about. This has been one of I know, we opened the program going, what happened this week? Not much happened this week. Was it not much happened this week? No, we won't shut up. (laughs) That's how it works, right? That's how it works. What what would you like to move on to, Glenn? What would you like to move on to, Steve? Oh. Well, the stuff I want to... We've got tennis coming up, obviously. That's all I want to talk about. You just want to talk about tennis. I just want to talk about sport. You're a bit tennis crazed. Someone that really hated sport, you know, when we started the... You've changed. And that's where the action is. The government's getting involved. Visas are happening. Oh, um, I do if I had MasterCard. Uh, <laughs> no, but we, we did have a look. No new messages from Mayor... I was going to say Mayor Wendy. Mayor Ned. Get it with a program, no Steve. Messi- no from messages from Mayor Carbone. They're pretty quiet. Yeah, it's that kind of, you know, waiting for Australia Day. Obviously, big Australia Which Day event. next week. Next week. So next they're going to have free swimming pool entry on, on from yes, Fairfield, as yes. they do every year. Is there going to be a lot of barbecues, you know? Sausage sizzles and... Yes. Barbecues at big, uh, big Park. I imagine Correct. there'll be stuff It's happening. already set up, actually. They've got a whole little... It's not, it's not as impressive as previous years, obviously. It's a bit of... It's, a, no. it's actually really sad what they've... I don't know. I find it a bit sad. They've got, like, a whole fence around the whole venue because, obviously, they've got to manage crowds and stuff, obviously. Yeah. And it's... Which is so weird. They've still got to manage crowds and have ticketed venues and ticketed events. And... It's funny. I went to this event. <laughs> the government was running Ele- the Elevate Festival. It had these drone shows Oh, did and you stuff. go to that? I went to that because we got a free ticket, which yeah. is fantastic. Thank you to the government for supporting my holiday plans. <laughs> and, but you literally, you just looked at the event. They must have had more people running the event than they were actually at the event. Absolutely. <laughs> just like, this is costing the taxpayer a fortune. Yeah, for what? Just people standing around. Oh, they had music, they had stages oh. and food stalls, they didn't have many customers. No. Um, they were very happy about the situation, they thought they were paid for just being there, but yeah. they had about 20 people to get like, a couple hundred people in there, and you just think, wow, there's just... Oh, that's shocking. Just all the things they've got to do now to keep things COVID compliant. Yeah. And you see it in, in prices to things that you would go to as well, if you were to plan things to go to concerts and events, mm. they're going to have to increase prices because... Well, those people that enforce this stuff don't come free. No, well, that's it, and as, you, as you're saying that... I put petrol in my car this morning. Oh yeah, how was that? That's um a dollar eighty eight. 
It's like being punched in the face. The last time I put petrol in was like a dollar forty, I think, dollar fifty. Remember, it was a dollar ten a few weeks. Dollar ten, it was a dollar twenty at one point, and then it's just it's going to be two dollars by the end, by mid year, I reckon. I was filling up half my t- half tank, and I was like, that's almost a whole tank. What the? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. I was shocked. I looked. I'm like, well, I've already committed to the petrol going in. <laughs> well, I'm going to push the car back home, are we? So, got to fill it up. Can I still run? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I was just very shocked. It was very disappointing to see, but you know, it is what it is, right? It's the times we live. Uh, inflation out of control, right? This is the other thing in America. Um, there's mm. not happened here yet in Australia, but the thought is that this is going to be the cost of living mm-hmm. will go up and higher. In the UK, they had similar numbers this week. We've kind yeah. of so far been exempt mm-hmm. from this, but it's hard to see how we'll continue to be so because mm. all the products we import from other countries where the prices are going up mm. will eventually be imported into Australia so the price of goods will rise. It's just going to rise, yeah, absolutely. Which could mean, right, and this is the thing, will it mean your, your pay will go up as well? This is the mm. theory it might happen. Yeah. But the thing is the pay has to go up more than the inflation otherwise, well, it's a bit of a moot point really. That's the end, and that's essentially a cut, right? And that is happening too, we're looking at the job market now, which is the unemployment rate. Now, this is just before Omnicron came out, the lowest since the GFC. Yeah. How? I don't know what's called. Can you explain that one, Steve, just for a moment? <laughs> no, I cannot. We haven't got our students back. We haven't got tourism back. People aren't employed. We haven't got enough people to fill the job, and there's actually employers struggling. That just makes no sense. How could there not be anyone that wants to fill a job? It's easy because not everything is. You need skills to do certain jobs, and not every. Every skill's available, right? Well, so this, this week, like, the government was deciding, like, for example, if you want to work at a bar, you may not need an RSA anymore, which That's everyone right. who works in a bar needs an RSA. Now they're going to have, like, one person with the RSA. Just to overlook, make sure they're not poisoning <laughs> It's re- It is really ridiculous. Well, also this week, also, it was um, Scott Morrison said that forklift drivers can be as young as 16 years old. They, they don't have to be 18. Why not? Well, legally, they have to be 18. Well, why are they going to be 18? Because you can't have some 16-year-old kid just crashing in the things. I would be bad at faultly driving off 16. That's a good point. And you're not 16. You probably think it's like, it's dodging cars, guys. And that's it, right? Have you seen 16-year-old drivers? They're pretty bad. But there is some ridiculous rules in the economy that really do stop people working. It's really depressing and it's getting bad, even to the point where in uh, education, right? They're saying that people who are doing admin jobs might have to start teaching classes. Really? Really. Can you believe this? Imagine you or I, Glenn. (laughs) I could. I teach I people how to ski. I reckon you could teach. You'd be a good teacher. I don't know how I taught people how to ski. But, but could they go, Glenn, all right, today you're going to be teaching uh, maths. Maths, you know. One plus one equals two. What more can I say? High school students are a bit above that. <laughs> and they're getting the old teachers back. So that was the other idea. Like, like, they're really struggling for ideas to get the schools back open because this is meant to be happening next week. I found that really depressing. Most of the ones they either fired or got rid of. <laughs> and they're like, we get all the retired teachers back. Yeah. In the middle of a pandemic, which... Probably isn't good if you're old to be in no. a bunch full of kids that are probably not fully vaccinated yet. No. Hey, I'd happily teach from home. That's easy. I'm not going to go into a classroom. Really? Though. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sorry, guys, technical issues. <laughs> but there is a, like, but teaching though. It does. It's just surprising to become a school teacher. What requirements you need to be a school teacher is actually. Oh, you need quite a lot. You need like years of training. You need yeah. A ma- not ma- yeah, you need a master's in a teaching, second either secondary or primary, and you're. Under- but is that necessary? I don't think it's necessary, but. They really push it. You need an undergraduate in something, right? Business or science or geography. You know, it needs to be in some certain topic, right? I had this radical idea the other day too. I also found this other thing which is really interesting. Like, because um, you know, in, in higher education, it's quite often academics be casual. They'll do a they'll do a little bit of work yeah, and then yeah. they'll do their normal day job to make their actual real money. Yeah. 
But I also wonder is like, isn't it? Wouldn't it be good for teachers maybe not just to be full time teachers? Like, it's a profession, obviously, which is really important. But yeah, absolutely, is there a sense that maybe could you like for some subjects, like computer science, for example, mm. would it not be good to get people that actually do the job to like guess? Get more involvement of other people in well, education. They, well, they do a lot of that in training schools, colleges. In high schools and stuff? They do. But... In high school, we had the guy that taught me this a long time ago, obviously, just quietly. But even still, like, <laughs> I'm not sure um, the technical education was particularly that. No. It was not particularly up to speed with what we got already known because <laughs> the teachers didn't really understand how it worked. No, no, but that also goes back to the uh, education standards, right? That's what they're told to teach. Yeah. From their syllabus, right? So... But, like, what, how do you attract a really good, bright mm. person that can code really well and teach that? Oh, you're not going to If the salary is rubbish and you've got to go back to uni for two, three years. No, and then you tell them, one, you've got to teach your, you do your eight hours teaching and then you've got to do another six hours, maybe you're marking and getting ready yeah. for the next day or the term or whatever. Yeah. They're not going to do it. Teachers exactly. are a 24-hour job. It's not just the eight hours. Exactly. And that's why a lot of them either retire or go do something else. <laughs> yeah, and the pay's not there, right? That's the other problem. No, definitely not. Not for the amount of work they're doing. It's, yeah. not, it's definitely not worth it. It's yeah. good money. It's very good money, but not for, one, the headache, dealing yeah. with students' problems. <laughs> students are lovely, Steve. I'm sure you're just I, exaggerating. <laughs> this comes from a person that does work at a university. <laughs> hey, I had been a university student last year, right. Steve. I was at difficult You were. Student. I'm actually one at the moment as well, ironically. <laughs> uh, in saying that, though, the HSC results came out this week. Yes. Um, I heard a lot of public school students did really well compared to the private schools and the... Yeah, and even some of the low-cost private low schools cost done ones. better than the... High private ones, yeah. I love this. I, and nothing makes me happier than private school students don't do well. Exactly. It's just, it just holds us with glee. It does. It's like, go you, you know. <laughs> you paid 30 grand, your kid's not going to be as smart as the guy that yeah. went to... To what, like excellent school, high school, right? <laughs> yeah, there's many, many examples of students doing really well, particularly in... Western in, Sydney did West really well. in lockdown areas too surprisingly a lot of students obviously mixed results obviously some students do as well because obviously the yeah. impact of lockdowns so others actually embraced it and mm. had some really good results as well so it was a really interesting mix of well that's it it's because on the news a lot of students were saying that you know they they put their you know they put their slacks up and they all got together and studied hard you know and, and to be honest i must say if i was in lockdown during my year 12 i wonder if my marks would have went up hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think it would have, actually. You think so? <laughs> Absolutely. If you couldn't go outside and do stuff. Well, maybe when you were a student, yes, because there was less distractions, right? Less distractions? Yeah, of course. plenty of distractions. Really? Back then? Back then? Like you're back then, yes, exactly. Back in so. your day? What are you saying, sir? <laughs> we had plenty of distractions. We had the dial-up modems of the time to that keep us distracted. Well, would you even be able to I do I think we actually had ADSL at the time, did we? I can't remember. ADSL, now. wow. Oh, it was so fast. <laughs> the little mid pictures could come down. Well, there was a point last year where it felt like we were working on dial-up. <laughs> Possibly was. <laughs> yeah, but um, so no, go then. And that school's going back too, and 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 and, yeah, and taste as well. Taste as well from the February first. Interesting scenes having to get all these testing kits organised in schools for mm -hmm. surveillance testing, obviously in place. Mm -hmm. They so had to have a military operation essentially because oh, they didn't want people to find out they had tests, obviously because. Uh, because you know, the way the guy stole the test drive yes, from the warehouse. Yeah, he got charged. He got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Creative, I must say. But... Hey, good for him for having a go, like, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, was, 
I was, uh, you got to admire the um, bravery of that guy because one way to be hated by the public is stealing those tests right now. Yeah, and just leaving them somewhere where the cops can just... <laughs> some warehouse, wasn't it? At Rosebury, yeah. right? It was at Rosebury, yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't think you're going around with a whole bunch of tests, it's not going to be a bit suspicious these days. Oh. Like, if I see someone with a whole bunch of rat tests, be like, what, what's going on there? Yeah, I'm just storing them. Oh. Uh, but but it, what do you think parents react to like, when the kids go back to schools? Um, well, that's it. Yeah, there's a lot of parents that don't want their kids to go back to school, but then there's a lot that don't want to teach from home. Yes. from home because they've got to go to the office, you know. Or work from home with or some peace and quiet. <laughs> do you think it's that? It could be that as well. But it's good, But the, the thought is case numbers will rise after the students go back, obviously, with having the vaccine program still working through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, it will be very interesting what happens, but... Mm. The thought has been from a lot of people overseas from experience and studies and stuff is actually keeping kids at home is actually worse than preventing them the virus from spreading because yeah. it's really impacting their education, particularly in that early childhood. Well, ed- I don't know education. how they could say that, that it's impacting their education when we just saw the results come out. And- I, think if you're, uh, I think if you're a high school student, it may be different, but mm. I think if you're maybe in like kindergarten, year one or two... <laughs> that is a bit different. Though those kids are getting impacted, right? Because of course they are. you're not going to learn as well from home. In that context, yes. I heard a story the other day I was talking about like kids that just don't log in remotely so lots of kids like when you're actually at school you actually have to learn you can't kind of avoid it but mm-hmm. then I'm sure there's, there's been kids apparently that are just not logging in or well that's their problem there's a whole gen- they're not going to get smarter but if you're in year one or year two it's, is it your problem or is it your parents problem well it's more of the parents problem at that point yeah. right because how's the kids going to know the sign in and do this and yeah. do a routine a parent can't rely on a two-year-old kid. <laughs> oh, year two, year two-year-old. Yeah. Two-year-old kids now go to kindergarten. My God, the world's gotten smart. A year, two. <laughs> a year two. Child to log on and make sure that they're there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so you know, definitely it falls back on the parents, and they're only hindering their child if they do that. Yeah, poor child. Because you look about life is your parents detect a lot about it, right? Like that's one of the key mm. determinants. If you've got bad parents, you chose wrong parents. Yeah, how do you, and how do you get that wrong? <laughs> Genetics. Genetics. Well, that's hard to say. We're not parents, but <laughs> definitely no way. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the Wild West, Gary Glenn and Steve, and Boris. You're here with Boris too. Boris, yeah, oh god, Boris Johnson, what's he? Oh my goodness, this guy. Did you know he was the prime minister? Don't think he knows he's the prime minister himself. At some days, uh, <laughs> this is the guy last week we talked about. Didn't know if he was in a party or not. He couldn't quite figure yeah. that quite figure that out. No, uh, he obviously cheese, wine, crackers, social events, yeah, chit chats in the sure garden. Was there. Yeah, probably was music there. Who knows? But he couldn't figure out he was in a party or not. And then this week, he. <laughs> doesn't even know what day it is, it seems. His, his explanation is to... So he's had this long preamble about how he, you know, feels how people at home might be feeling a little bit gypped, yeah. that they weren't having their parties yeah. while he was having his parties that were work meetings. Um, but he has an explanation, though, that makes perfect sense, and that was... He, um, he was in silence. In silence. Uh, but anyway, he did say in that clip that didn't work, uh, is that essentially he wasn't aware of the rules. Oh. Yeah. Pretty he much. made the rules... He had the press conference for the rules. The rules weren't that hard to understand. I'm not sure if it wasn't really that unclear. No. His argument seems to be a bit of a tedious definition as to what a work event is. Mm-hmm. So he was apparently, I think the argument they're going with that he's trying to think to defend his whole mm. reputation on, which is not working very well, because I think often the, the, the nonsense is worse than the actual behaviour. I think yeah. if he would have had a mea culpa, mm. may not have been as bad. He was never going to own up to it, though, that's for sure. No, but it's a, it's a work event. 
Oh, we were working nobody, very hard with our cheese and crackers and wine. And the funniest thing, nobody told me I was breaking the rules. You're the prime minister. Does that fly when you go over the speed limit 20 k's an hour, Steve? No. Not that you ever do, but if you did. No, it wouldn't. Sorry, officer, nobody told me I was speeding. Thank you for telling me. I'll carry on with my day then. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of RBT. Oh, it's so stupid, honestly. What is wrong with this guy? How can he get away with things like this? It's amazing. He's still the pressure is still on, but I think that from the public's point of view, he's a dead mm. man walking. Still, I just cannot see how you can recover. And, and the other thing this week too, his other offsider that you remember the guy that was in the castle last year that mm. had the story about how he went to the castle and um, he was he had some long explanation how he had a tea to a toilet stop or some yeah it was some nonsense and essentially he was he's a chief advisor mm. and then he had to resign and it was pushed out obviously because it was coming too much public pressure. Yeah. That, in comparison to this nonsense, was nothing. Ridiculous. Like, he was basically doing something that had no risk to the community. This guy was basically at a party encouraging and having a culture of it too. So the other question that's come into question has been the culture of his office, basically party city, it seems to be the case. Yeah. Oh, how ridiculous. Honestly. I can't imagine Theresa May having that many parties like that. That we know of. That we know of. Maybe she did. I don't (laughs) know. So how do you think it ends? Does he end up having to resign at some point? Obviously, the the, the, uh, the official rule is he needs to get 50 MPs and his party to mm. push a leadership bill, mm. which at that point could pressure him to leave. But can he suck it out to the next election in a couple of years' time? I don't know. It's a couple of years away. Mm. Can people deal with his nonsense for that long? Well, the thing is, will they forget? They'll forget, but the media will bring it back up by then. I don't think they'll forget. I think this is one that... Mm. Mm. But the other problem is, too, that if they do forget, like, is he not at risk of doing something equally as stupid in the future? Well, how much... What else could he do that's more stupid? I don't know, but I wouldn't rule it out. That is true, yes. He didn't know he was at a party. <laughs> to know he's at a party, he's not... Yeah. For a guy that doesn't know he's breaking rules, he could probably cause a lot of damage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's the Prime Minister saying that, too, which that is, is like... That is ridiculous. Yeah, that's just... That is completely ridiculous, and maybe he should step down. It might be time to move on. Yeah, seems to be the case. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of names that um, could uh, replace him. I think one's that finance lady. Yeah, he has a few of them. And I think the problem is they can't... The, the question of who replaces him mm. might be the reason why they're not moving so quickly, because they're probably not sure who's going to be the natural successor to him mm. that can go forward. And I think that's going to be the one that's going to be a bit tricky. Yeah, because you can't just get rid of him and replace him right away, right? They've got to make sure the person has the pulling power that he does. Does he? He's got no pulling power. I don't know. He'd be gone already if he didn't, I think. No, he hasn't. The opinion polls in the UK literally is he is... I reckon Donald Trump would be more popular than him right now, pretty really? much. Wow. Like, he's a, under, his disapproval rating... Leho call it doing the job badly is mm. at okay. Trump low, so he is... Like, you've got to remember, in the UK, their lockdown was probably very, even worse than Sydney's lockdown in yeah. the extent that it was probably mm. associated with yeah. a huge outbreak of the virus. Yeah. So, like, while we had a tough lockdown, we didn't have the outbreaks mm. of death and disease that we've had mm. until recently, yeah. um, which has been more in a good place of vaccination, I guess. But, yeah, yeah it's going to be tough for him to mm. recover, I think. Yeah, the people weren't happy. No. not going to be happy. Brutally unhappy. All right, we'll see. Talking about really unhappy too. People are going um eating out in town. Um, <laughs> they, but if you are going to eat out, 
You might want to check the Food Authority website. Uh, Liverpool is um, high on the list of suburbs that have quite a few fines last last year. Bad. Chatswood obviously had the top spot, actually. 14 fines in Chatswood. Really? Liverpool, far, not far behind it, eight fines. Does it say the price of the fine? Don't say the company. Uh, oh, no, I would love to say Oh, the really? Okay. Oh, absolutely. It's public information, Steve. All right. Um, no, go to the website. You can find it. There's a whole bunch of them. I'm not gonna... What's the highest fine? We could, we could have like some music. Like we could, Actually, next one we do, we could probably do some like music. Of, a drum roll, please. You're the winner of the fines of 2021. The nominees are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Doesn't say the amount of fines. Um, there's been repeat offenders, for example. There's quite a few of them. I think the fine details are included. So oh, okay. usually under a thousand bucks normally oh, seems exactly. to be. Most of it is not processing food properly, yeah. not putting temperature like in the right control conditions. Right. Um, didn't hold right licenses. Was one at Austral that didn't hold a license correct. Okay. Um, so a whole bunch of people. Oh, wow. um, Come on, guys, get your stuff together. It's scary that it still happens, but sure it does. And this is the thing that really, really is interesting. Obviously, because not every food inspector is at every place all the time. Mm. One would suspect this is the tip of the iceberg as well. I imagine. I'm sure yeah. that. Well, why are they striking now? Because things are back open? They do it all the time. This is a regular thing. Oh, okay. So basically, <laughs> the Food Authority publishes on their website regularly. Oh, all the people, the restaurants that don't follow the rules mm -hmm. and basically essentially the, the ones they find basically get named and shown. The idea of the process essentially is, is that for a business, if you're on that list, oh. the naming and showing probably will make you do your job better, Absolutely. even more effectively than I expected. Because if you've got a fine, no one knows. Yeah. Like no one knows it's, if Steve was a bad speeder. He's not. <laughs> I don't, he's not a bad example. But Which I'm not. <laughs> which you're not. You've got full, no demerit points off your license. But let's, <laughs> but let's say, but if you knew someone was like that, let's say if you knew someone lost their license, do you think of them differently? Uh, it depends what they of, did. Depends what they did. Exactly. What if they were drink driving every week? Okay, well, yes, I yeah. probably would lose respect yeah, for that yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, and I think if I was shopping at your food establishment, Steve, um, and you had, were on that list, I'd be like, I might eat at home today and make a sandwich. <laughs> well, that is true. Yeah, you would. Might go to the shop next door, you know? <laughs> yeah. Might, might see if... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's it, yeah. Would you get in the car with me after that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it, it makes sense and it's, it's tough and I think these businesses, yeah, need to get back together. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so watch out Liverpool. <laughs> Oh, and anywhere else, I'll, and be, everywhere. I'll be watching you. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wild West. Here at Glenn and Steve. It's uh, time to talk sport. Well, what is it to talk about sport? Well, I guess we can talk about the... Um, the, the well, we've got the Australian Open. We, we do have polarised last week when we did decide to pre-record the show. Uh, we did pick our timing poorly. We should have waited till 6pm where obviously everything in the Djokovic chase gets decided. Yeah. And yeah. wow, what a... Booted out of the country and now he's going to sue the government, I hear. $6 million he's going to sue the government for it. I was like, the government has $6 million to give you, mate. Uh, yeah, we don't want to pay for it. <laughs> come on, Djokovic. How to make yourself boot even more when you come back, if you're ever allowed <laughs> to come back. But, and, and, but then like he was thinking he was going to go to the French Open, the French and went, nah, monsieur. Macron's like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you want to play tennis? You'll have to play tennis on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Would be, be the best suggestion probably to give him. And, and the US Open's off Wimbledon. Well, Martin, he's got a big problem. He does, yeah. And then this week he funded a company, or he's back in a company that has a COVID cure that are working on one. A COVID uh, cure. Anna, it, they made sure to say it's not a vaccine, it's a cure. <laughs> well, good. I, it's good that he's actually worked with the program he wants to find a cure as yeah. opposed to spreading it around. But is he going to use it himself? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> 
But yeah, Djokovic back in action. But he's got a huge problem, right? Like, mm. if you're sponsoring him, his sponsors are mostly sitting by him right now. But well, that's it. What's happening with the sponsors? Well, his sponsors, I'm surprised they still are. But I guess it's this sense of personal choice as well. I guess mm. is. Um, but it's so weird. How can these companies sponsor, still sponsor him and then say that their employees have to be fully vaccinated? Yes, this is where there's a bit of a, con- a contradiction. And yeah. then also too, and that goes like why the spectators fully vaccinated and the players not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's also this sense there's been this thought this week too that it's been players that have been keeping their test results private mm-hmm. because they don't want to let it blurt out that potentially mm-hmm. they might be in having COVID because they can't play them because basically that's the rule they can't play, mm-hmm. um, which is. Which is kind of weird because then you hear that they're um, not getting tested as well. And... Yeah, because what? Because apparently the testing system there is essentially you go, it's an honor system, right? They give you the test, yeah, do what you like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's an it's an honor system. Uh, lovely idea. But how did it play out? Like having the one number one get deported from the country, like it was the best episode of Border Security I've ever seen. It was great. First his visa was revoked, <gasps> then he came back, and then the court case was must-watch television. Oh. <laughs> then the reasons came out this week, which basically said what everyone thought at the time, which is basically the minister, as long as the minister, basically the minister can make any decision as long as his grounds are reasonable and mm. there's nothing in what was said that was unreasonable. No, no. So as long as it's factual what he's made the decision upon, he can yeah. make the decision on anything, which is a bit scary to some respects that a government now could decide they don't like. Um, certain yeah. people to come into the country. There's a bit of concern about that from a human rights point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, they should. They should like, let's say Greta Thunberg says something that Skyma doesn't like. Maybe they'll say that she's not a stable character, or yeah. or maybe she's um, spreading mistruths about the fact yeah. the climate's changing. She could incite violence. She could incite. Well, the last that was the most ridiculous. Like inciting public disorder. Like I'm not sure about that. Like <laughs> I think the government do a pretty good job of that, about that. They turned quite well last year. Uh, <laughs> So it was a, it, it, it was a very embarrassing saga for Djokovic, and I think for Australia too, it didn't look very good for Absolutely, us. Absolutely, because it makes them look really bad that they just kick this guy out and then. But they shouldn't let him in the first place. You should never, you should never entertain the whole situation. And, I, and in saying that, it doesn't look not look good for uh, Craig Tilly or Tiley, mm. um, CEO of uh, Tennis Australia. Um, Course for him to leave as well. He says he's not going anywhere so far. Yeah, I think we'll stick that out. I'm not sure if he'll be going anywhere in a hurry. Nah, I think that um, I think a lot of the passion of the debate is probably going to get the fact that I think the next couple of months, world sport will probably essentially fall into line with that vaccine mandate approach. Yeah, absolutely. I just can't see them having that being a problem, which is weird nah. times. And the weirdest thing now for the actual tennis, because they played some tennis after this big build-up. The whole the Dal is probably on track to get his 21st Grand Slam. He's looking good. He's is that going to be is that going to be an asterisk or is that going to be a real twenty first Grand Slam? Because if the main contender isn't there because he couldn't organise his mm. jabs, <laughs> couldn't organise his two shots, yeah. <laughs> it's still a, yeah. Of course it is. It's still legit. Why wouldn't it be? Mm. Well, because the argument is he didn't play against the other guy that's the best in the world. Well, he couldn't make the finals. <laughs> yeah, it's it's his fault. Wow. Should have got his stuff in order. Should have. Didn't. Could have. He's still got a chance at. He's still got time to get vaccinated for the French Open and Wimbledon. And yeah, but how's he backtrack against that now? He's went to all this expense. He's lost a lot of money. Like, let's let's be real. Like, he has lost not just cost he's going to have to pay because of one cost. Mm. He would potentially have lost prize money of millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a twenty million dollars. It was a high stakes game, and and he can't really walk it back now. No without a very embarrassing U-turn. The government's kind of moved on and people moved on and the public's kind of supported it because they're like, well, rules are rules. Yeah, rules are rules. And I think Australians love more than rules. 
especially especially the Australian government. Oh, yeah. They, they never... But, but Australians rules. love rules anyway. We love rules, man. How many no skateboard signs? There's no bicycle signs and no... no you can't no have a ball in a park signs. We love rules. As much Don't, as we say we're um, not rule lovers. the grass. Man, we just... <laughs> If there's any solution to a problem in Australia, it's put a sign up. Seems yeah, to be the solution. Absolutely. Yep. Oh. When rules are rules. <laughs> if I see another sign with a rule on it, I just want to cry. Yeah, don't park here. Don't do this. <laughs> I see some funny ones. I'm like, I don't. I don't think it's working that sign. My favourite one is keep off grass, as if you're not going to step on the grass. <laughs> I want to do it now. <laughs> but yep, as you heard, Glenn, rules are rules. Now rules. Now one of the rule breakers too this this time has been um, our favourite mate, Curios. Curios, yeah. Lost to Medvedev this week. Oh, what a showdown that was. He had some great cracking tennis in that. It was. There was some great shots there. It, it, it's just, just... He's very good. If he had his head in the right position, he could do really good. That was the first time he's lost to Medvedev as well. Really? He's won twice against Medvedev. He's yeah. never lost against Medvedev until that match. Just wasn't in it's it. probably COVID's fault, but... Blame COVID, yes. But the crowd, though, has gone... I, I, I do not know what happened, but the booing. Mm, yes. Like I, yeah. and, and you've got to remember, um, Djokovic never turned up, so that would have been even better booing. That would have been booing of all time. Ooh, that would have been, I, oh, I was looking be. forward to that booing, actually. Me if too. You... Me too. Um, here's a bit of that interview. But Medvedev, he held back. I want to talk about the way you managed your emotions. You, you sometimes show more emotions than we saw tonight. You were incredibly calm and focused. Was that part of your strategy? coming out here dealing with what Nick and the crowd can bring to a, a night like this. Yeah, I mean, that's the only choice when, when you get booed between first and second serve. It's not easy, so you just have to stay calm and win the match. I know, I know. I think they're saying Sue, which is a soccer thing, a football thing. Sorry, I can't hear you. I'll try it again. I ca- I, guys, I can't hear him, please. Uh, uh, show some respect for Jim Courier. He oh, won't no, hear, guys. Thank okay. you. Let him speak, please. <laughs> How good. Show some respect for Jim Courier. Yeah, I think Peter would have been proud that um, a Russian has taken it up to the crowd in Australia. Absolutely. Uh, He's not wrong, though. Why it, was, it was, yeah, I don't... It was a real thing that's happened. I think in, it's the, the Sue, well, as I know, Boo Burns is also a very famous one yeah, as well. Yeah. That's, the way I say my name, I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it is an interesting thought about what they were doing there, but apparently when... when I think it's one of the Spanish soccer players gets a goal, that's what they say, because oh, apparently it's like, not a boo. So it's not a boo in I think in that case Spanish. They're, they're booing. But I don't think they're all Spanish speakers is my guess. I don't think there's many Spanish speakers. Just there might be a few. I didn't check everyone, but I'm pretty sure they're not known for no, absolutely for, not. for the Spanish speakers. But, um, <laughs> but shocking um, news last night. Um, world number for the defending champion, yeah, thirteen. Uh, Naomi Osaka gone, gone, gone. Yeah, gone to um, just not good to Amanda uh, and Masova, who wasn't even ranked. Just a qualifier. Don't need to be ranked. But apparently she's doing really well. She's like, she's getting there. Um, no surprise, Ash Barty, world number one already. She's doing well. She has been clinical. Her games have been, Straight like, set. like Kyrgios is fascinating because, like, you just know what's going to happen next. He's going to have a meltdown. or <laughs> He's going to smash it. He's going to yell. He's going to do something. Yeah, like, you, you almost look, almost, almost look like it be an epic comeback against Medvedev. But with Barty's just like, it's just like, it's like clockwork. It's like, boom, 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 yeah. win, next, next. She is, like, on fire. <laughs> That's right. The players should just walk straight to the net, just shake a hand and leave. <laughs> That's it. Like there was one match, it was six nil, six one, and they just got the one. And it's like, thank God they got at least one game against her. But uh, exactly. it must have been a sympathy giveaway. But it was like it was clinical. Like oh, it's, it's just shocking. Eh? 
she is in form on fire. Yeah, crazy. She has to be undoubtedly the one. That's I don't. It, not, not not a sure thing. There's still some pretty good names in the draw at the moment, and there could be someone else that could come up. But yeah. um, even another Australian, Madison Inglis, doing really well. Wild card came out of nowhere. She's already in the. She was the wild card that came, but she done exceptionally well. Yeah, just came out of nowhere. Yeah, G- girls not even, not even twenty yet. And look at her. The women's draw really, since obviously, mm. um, is wide open. I think there's a lot of mm. interesting players, but there's not yet Buddy and Osaka probably the two that are kind of around as maybe the the, the hell's, bells of tennis at the moment. But because you've still got Sabalenka, she's world number two. You know, she's yeah. going really well. Uh, Victoria Azarenka still in it. Uh, Sam Hallep's last game. Was this week as well? She's done. That was her last. That was her last game ever. Uh, for singles, and then she's going to say singles, doubles. Yes. Apparently, Sorry. she's given up singles. on singles. Yes. Yes. But, um, she, but she's done. Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. Simona Halep as well. Yeah. So, do you think Buddy the Buddy Party can go on all the way? Like, she's not got like she's got a few that could be a bit tricky, but I don't think she's going to win. You don't? No, I don't. Oh my God, things are never too perfect. Something always happens. I don't know. I reckon the Australian Open is always hard for Australians to win for some bizarre reason, but surely, surely, after 44 years, we can win one. Maybe. Because you've got to remember, Australians have won pretty much every other major multiple times in that 44 years um, in different theories. The men's draw, though, um, Medvedev is looking pretty... Medvedev, yes. Sitsipas is still there. It's hard to see Medvedev. Nadal. Demure also playing really fine tennis. Um, Milman was unlucky. Also, he opted out. He was pretty close. Serev as well. Yeah, he's still I don't like Serev though. Really? I still don't like him. Okay, okay, that's understandable. Google his name. Yeah. Still don't like him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're still trying to figure out what happened there. That's it. Uh, as we said, Nadal's still there. Um, there's still some younger players. Uh, Felix from Canada's there. Yeah. One of the highlights from the ATP Cup. Yeah, it's actually he played. He played a great yeah, game the other two day. Two Canadian representatives are still in there. Yeah. Um, so th- it's still time. It's only the third, fourth round still, right? So we've still got another week to go. Yep. It's going to be exciting. We should, we, we should know. Um... Who's your tip for the men's, though? Do you think... I, I think Nadal's looking pretty... I think I think everyone wants Nadal to win in a way because 21 for Nadal would be huge. They want to give it to him, yeah. And, like, he is the nicest guy in the world. He is. He deserves it. Like, I'm, I'm not saying the other guy wasn't going to be fantastic when he's going to 21st, but, you know, if you had to pick a runner-up to Federer, who's tennis nice guy 101... It'd, it'd have to be Nadal or Federer. Like, right. even if he's OCD tendencies, <laughs> the OCD people appreciate that, he, you know, an OCD person's been recognised for... Yeah. Being consistent with his moves. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, if it's not uh, Federer, it's definitely, it definitely has to be Nadal. Um, I don't think Nadal will win the tournament, though. I don't think he could do. He's playing a good game, but there's just... Too much new talent in the, in the world. Too much new talent. Just, they're being surpassed now. They're, they're surpassed. I don't see Federer coming back and doing a 20 No, I don't see Federer winning a title. Djokovic event. might not do it if he doesn't get his vaccine in order. He's, he's self-excluded himself. But that ironically could be the thing, right? These three guys reach 20 and that's all they're going to reach. That would be a poetic end to, yeah, the, to an the big, era of great three, tennis. Yeah, the golden era, the big three, they never part. They all have matching 20, you know? At least to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I think maybe um, yeah, Zeverev or Sitsipas maybe... Wow, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to next week. Even Demon, or we'll see how it goes. Um, also, um, interesting as well in Asian Cup news overnight. Oh this my is... goodness, what a game last night. If you're a Matildas fan, you want a goal. Oh my God. The whole team got a goal. Everyone, get a goal. This is... <laughs> 11-0. Uh, 
18 zero. Oh, what, did it go to 18? Uh, did you stop at 11? You were actually watching this, Steve. Okay. Were you still watching to see if it, who was going to win? I'm like, why are they even playing? At halftime, it was already 8 zero, wasn't it? Oh, it just... Oh, my goodness. What an embarrassing yeah. display. It is. Wow. It's some great football. Yeah, it was really good. I feel it. Was this a friendly? What was this? This is part of the Asian Cup. This is meant to be um, competitive football. Because the Australian team in Asia is world champions, Mm. right? They they won it last time. Um, Then who was this other team? Were they even... Indonesia. It's the Indonesian women's team. Wow. So I think in women's sport, it's very particular is is that the good teams are very good Mm. and it's hard to get... Because it's not professional in every country, even in Australia. It's hardly professional in Australia. You could probably say it is professional, but it's still got a long way to go. Um, to get the same amount of money and pay and yeah. performance and they don't have to do day jobs and things like that, which is kind of where men's sport maybe might have been in the 80s. But, mm. uh, yeah, they just really are mm-hmm. dominant and I think... They, they showed it. <laughs> yeah. And it's happened before. You remember Australia used to be in the World Cup and we used to qualify for Oceania oh, yeah. and we would play, you know, the Pacific Islands or something, which I'm sure, you know, like, <laughs> even it could be a country of 10,000, 20,000 people. So, basically, it's basically the best people in the yeah. A suburb would have been doing it compared to a whole country of 20 million people with a lot more money, training, skills. Yeah, that is true, yeah. Um, but we're going to pull a talent to call from. So, um, yeah, I feel sorry for the Indonesians, to be honest. <laughs> just, Not even one goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would have, would have just been... Wow. Yeah, pretty shocking. Great game, though. Yeah, it's... I wish A-League games were more exciting like that. Well, you always complain about not having enough goals in soccer, so I can imagine you watching this going, the best game of all time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah. Anything else in sports? That's it, and I think that's it for... Oh, I do have news, though. Yes. Ice hockey is coming back. Really? Finally! Yeah, the Damn. Australian Ice Hockey League coming back in April. Wow. Yeah, they Crowds? Made, they made the announcements. As far as I know. Who's playing? Ice Dogs are back? Ice Dogs. All the, all the teams are back. And where are they playing the Ice Dogs this year? Are they playing them in Newcastle or I somewhere? I are playing up Macquarie. Okay. So you're still not going to go to the games? Still not gonna, but I'll watch it virtually if they're going to do it. Okay. Welcome back to the Wild West. Uh, we're done for another week. Glenn, we're done. We are, and we have something else to share yes. on this show as well. We're done at... Next week will be our last program at GLF. It will be. We are going... Second last one. Second last show. <laughs> we are going to the future. We're going to an online-only world. We're getting with the times. Getting with the times. Like all those young kids are doing these days. Um, Can we call it a startup now? I don't know, maybe. Should do. Everyone needs a startup. Who doesn't need a startup? I don't know if it's really a startup because it's not really like... <laughs> it's just a website, really. <laughs> it's just shifting. It's a shift, shift, shift up. Shift, a shift up. Okay, there we go. Shift. So we're back next week with one more show, and then essentially, as well, some people won't even know, there's a difference really, probably listen on the podcast more than here won't. anyway, um, so... The Wild West will be exclusive to thewildwest.com.au? Yeah. Still be, it would still be available on 893fm.com.au previous episodes, so if yes. anyone wants to go and listen back, go ahead. Until, they, until they're removed, I'm until sure. Until they're removed, but yes, we've decided to um, move on. And do a different format too. Do It'll be slightly format. different format and a little bit more focused. Uh, me, uh, you, and um, Carol as well. Yes, yes. We'll be a special feature. So we'll, um, special feature, yes, and we'll see how we go. Yeah. Uh, coming up next is the what? The wild. The no, wild. At least, no, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> the world on wheels.
with Michelle and then uh, music from around the world. I believe that's still going on. That is true. Very true story. Perfect. Um, that's it. We'll see you next week. Final program. You can listen back to this program and the other program, 893fm.com.au. We'll see you next week. Next is the um, Word on Wheels with Michelle.